Welcome to Fulfilled and Fabulous Over 40, a podcast where we discuss and interview guests about mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual health. Learn what it means to keep growing personally with a God-centered outlook on life's opportunities and challenges after 40. Now, here are your hosts, Life Coach Norma Simons and Carrie Alamirsch. Hello, everyone. We are so excited to have you with us again today. Maybe for some of you, it's the first time that you're tuning in. We're really glad that you found us. You are catching us on the second of a six-week series of podcasts where we're talking specifically about the model and each of the components or the elements of what we call the model. Now, the model is just a way of describing really how our world around us works. The The idea that there are circumstances in our lives, and then from that circumstance, there's this cascading chain of events that takes place. And so this is what we're talking about today, and specifically about the first element of the model, which is the circumstance. And so I want to first of all say hi to my co-host, Norma Simons. Hi, yeah, so glad to be here today, Kerry. Yes, so I, I think this is a, a great uh, topic. This, this framework has um, changed both our lives. Yeah. And I think we have both become more aware of what happens in our lives um, since we have found this. And hopefully after today, you would also start noticing things happening outside of yourself, those things we can't change, and maybe think a little bit differently about it. If you haven't yet grabbed a pen and paper, <laughs> you might want to go do that uh, for yourself. I take some notes along the way, and I highly encourage you to listen to episode number 39, which outlines this framework. The model is a, a coaching tool that we use. And it is something that if you have a coach who has been trained in causal coaching, that he or she will use this framework very often during one of your sessions. But it is also something that you can learn to use yourself and you can do some journaling and use this same framework to notice what's going on for you and how you can help yourself organize your thoughts. And in this episode, we're speaking specifically about the circumstance. And so what we want to do, first of all, is just describe what is a circumstance. The circumstance is a universal truth. It is something that is very often outside of our control. And it is something that everyone can agree on. And so it would be provable in a court of law. It's just the facts and no descri describing words or descriptors included. And so if you were to write this out for yourself, you would be looking at writing a statement that would have universal truth. And Norma, do you want to expand a little bit on maybe what that means or, or say anything about that definition, maybe add to what I've said already? It's a, it's a good description. Circumstance is really all those things that happens outside of ourselves. It's those things that we often think determines how we act and mm. the way we feel. And yeah, if I think back in my own life, look at my past and one specific example that always comes up for me is 
when I was in school, I always used to think, I just want to finish school. I want to go to varsity and want to go study. And then I want to have this amazing job. And then when I have that job, when I finish this degree, I'm going to feel better about myself. I'm going to be satisfied or I'm going to be proud of myself. And then I went through that path. I finished school, studied, and was proud of myself at that point. And then the day I walked into my first job, there was all these young professionals that had the same qualification as me or better. And then I thought to myself, whoa, you know, now everyone has this. And it sort of put me back to square one. And then my thoughts at that point was, oh, okay, well, now I have to go back. I have to get further qualified. I need to gain more experience. And then I won't doubt myself or I will feel better about myself. And that at the time I didn't know and I didn't have this framework. But now looking back, if I was in a position where I had this framework, I would actually stop looking around me to look up to be satisfied and to be proud and and feel accomplished. And I at that point my career could have could have gone in a different direction. Um, and it's not that I regret anything that happened. I believe I'm here for a reason and I've walked this path for a reason. But I think a lot of times we want to change the things outside of ourselves just to feel better. But if we realize that everything outside of ourselves, in some sense, of course, we, we contribute to where we are. But if I can think a little bit differently about it, we can act and feel certain things that is helpful and that serves us. And if we think things that, that serves us, we're going to go and, uh, and take actions from a place that doesn't necessarily always feel good, but that leads to results that we want instead of just going and taking action. Um, and like what I did, just go study one thing after the next in the hope of feeling better or feeling satisfied where I could have just had that at that point without doing anything more. And just, I just think when you share that story, I always love a personal story to kind of bring things into context because it doesn't mean that if you were completely satisfied and you felt all of the feelings that you were hoping to feel by creating that, having a certain education or by acquiring a certain job, we think that, oh, well, then why would we do anything, right? If we could just feel good now that, that we wouldn't be motivated to do more things or, or reach outside of ourselves at all. And I think the opposite is actually true. I think we would be doing it then from a place of a sense of satisfaction and we would dream and, and make plans from that place of confidence, of contentment, and we would then be looking more at where we want to go from from that place rather than a, a place where maybe we feel that we're lacking in some way and then trying to create that feeling by acquiring a certain degree or, or what have you. And so I think it's such a good example to sort of see how our desire is usually to, to change the circumstance. I think most of the time we feel that if we could change the circumstance in our lives, everything would be better if we could change our job, if we could change maybe our spouse, or if we could change our kids or change the weather, whatever it is. And we realize that these are the things that cannot be changed. <laughs> Certainly not by us anyway. And, and if you can change your job, very often we find ourselves feeling the same way. And that is because it isn't the circumstance that's creating 
this feeling for us. And so, of course, as we go through the elements, and I want to just stay right here with the circumstance, but we'll come to see through our future discussions that it's, it isn't the circumstance that actually is creating this feeling for us or this lack in our lives. And yet very often, I think that's what we believe. I wanted to just add a little bit to, to the idea that so much of what we think is a circumstance in our life is actually a story that we're attaching to the facts, right? And so we we could say that I have a job, but we we tell a story about how we got this job after having been fired from somewhere else. And we we spin the whole story and we think that that whole thing is a circumstance, this, this maybe what we think is a bad turn in, in events that ended up getting us fired. And then we had to go get a new job. And, and we tell this whole story around the fact that we have a new job or we have a job. And so when you're trying to find what is the circumstance to look into, if you are doing some kind of a, a journaling, to look into the statements that you've made and see if you can determine in your life, what are the facts? What, what are the pieces of this story that are actually describing the fact that is currently a truth in your life? Something that's completely indisputable. We could take it to court and lawyers could prove it. Like this is just the facts. Not I have a really good job is, you know, is now we're telling a part of that is the story, right? But if we were just to say, I have a job, now we're talking about a circumstance and then we would move on from there in the model to go into some more description or more of the story that we tend to tell ourselves. And I think for me, learning the difference between just the facts and the story I was telling myself around it is the piece that really, really changed my life and brought so much certainty or peace, I would say, to my life. And so I, it took me a long time to learn how to, you know, some people will catch on to this more quickly. I, I really struggled with separating my thoughts and my story from the facts of my life. Did you struggle with that at all, Norma, when, when we first started working on that aspect of the model? I think we also used to looking at the world through our perspective. And if mm. we look at it through our perspective, we start like adding a whole lot of descriptive words to it. And mm. I think if you start noticing and seeing things for what it is, as the example you've given, we would describe our job as my boss isn't the best boss in the world or my work is so stressful or if the people around me would just do a bit more. We describe our jobs like that instead of just keeping to very like basic words. As your example would say, I would describe a good circumstance or a fact about it as, as you said, I have a job or my job title is this, or mm -hmm. I work in an office with five other people or my boss, this person is my boss. Then we would start sort of separating the the facts of what we are describing versus the story we tell ourselves. Because we tell that story to ourselves so many times that it really becomes our truth. And yes. if we can really separate 
the the actual facts about something from the story we tell ourselves, we'll start to notice a pattern, I think. And then also we would start seeing the story that we tell ourselves. And if we, you start noticing that, and it isn't trying to make something more colorful than it really is, I think for our own good, for our own growth and for our own sake of telling ourselves things that serves us, I would take a bit of time to notice in your own life and a whole lot of different areas. Maybe look at it at work. Maybe look at it in your relationship with your spouse or kids or a friend. Look at it um, from a health perspective. What is the story that you tell yourself versus just the facts of the story? I hope I've explained that well, Kerry. Right. Yeah. And the example, when you talk about like a health thing or something, often we will say, I am overweight versus saying, I weigh so many pounds or so many kilos. And what happened for me when I started learning how to state things just as they are, something that nobody could dispute, it just is true. It's just a fact, um, was it helped me to detach from my story. I think I would have never classified myself as any kind of a drama queen. And yet my emotions were so strongly tied to my story and they all mushed together. My, my fact and my story were like, as you said, it had become my truth. So absolutely. It was what defined me very often was the story that was entangled with the facts of my life that it was so healthy for me emotionally to to parse that out and to say, here's a fact. And the idea about a fact is, is it's neither positive nor negative, right? It is a fact is a fact. And that's something that we can't really argue with. And it's something that we don't have to justify or defend. It just is. And and so for me, that brought just this amazing calm of not trying to defend it or not trying to to hold on tight to it, to let it detach from my story and just let it be a standalone statement. When, when my mother died, I had a story that I told myself and it was so beautiful just to say, I just put it on paper and it just said, my mom died. And it was just so good for me to be able to see that because it allowed me to, it allowed me to cry. It allowed me to mourn until then I had this story attached to it. And you, that might sound shocking, but I had the story attached to it because, well, my mom had been so sick and I start telling this story. And then, you know, I would say when she died and, and so there was this, this, this story and, and I wouldn't cry and I wasn't particularly emotional because I had reasons why it was okay or it was good you know, because of, of all her illness and what have you. But when I was able just to write it down on the page and to say my mom died, it just allowed me to cry. Like it just allowed, I didn't have to defend it. I didn't have to tell myself why it was okay or why it was good. It was just true. And it was so freeing in that moment that I realized at that time how it had just changed my life to be able to, to just be able to state the circumstance of my life at that time. And so I think there's so much value in learning how to do that for ourselves. And if that's as far as you get, 
sometimes that might be all you need to to just let go of some of the the, the things that we're hanging on to with that story. Yeah. You're right. I think it it gives us compassion for ourselves and for the other person. Because we think yeah. we're supposed to do things in a certain way or other people are supposed to uh, act in a certain way. But if we put it down on paper, we see it for what it is. We can see the person on the other side is just a human being doing yeah. its best as the same for us, that we also a human, we're doing our best. And it's really, it just neutralizes the whole situation. If you put it down on paper or you completely take all those descriptive words out of it and you see it for what it is. It's really amazing to to start using it in your own life. You'll see that it's almost like you see the world totally different. We're more relaxed. We're more calm, as you mentioned, because we see things without coloring it in, uh, without mm-hmm. attaching a story to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and how beautiful would it be to not have to judge, right? Because I think that's where the story comes in, right? Is where if we could just look at things for what they are and just accept them. Acceptance is such a beautiful thing. Sometimes I fight with reality. And if I could just stop fighting with the truth and let go. And so just it, it, for yourself, if you're looking at putting this any part of this into practice, it's not about doing something perfectly. The one thing I would say is if you're going to write a sentence and and if you're trying to figure out a way to write the circumstance of your life, it doesn't need to be a sentence at all. It can just be a couple words. And what you want to just look at is like, are there any adjectives or any other kind of describer words in there? Because once we start adding very hot or (laughs) any of those like varies or too much or like those kinds of words, we know we're adding description and we're adding story. And so practice that a little bit. And you might have to go through and cross these words out and just get down to the basics. You know, I have a car. It doesn't have, you know, it doesn't have to be, I have a blue car. It just, I have a car. <laughs> and, the, and then you can go from there and you can start to see and practice um, separating out the facts from the story. Once we start using this framework and specifically noticing this first element of this framework, we can see that although we think that the outside things that happen in our life controls our life, now we can start seeing that that is something that happens. We don't have control over it. There is many of those things that happen in a day. And if we are really going to let that dictate what happens next, the choices we make, how we feel every day, then we are giving our lives over to what happens in our life instead of taking control um, and managing our own minds about it. Um, Rather be focused and pay attention to what we think about those things instead of spending all that energy trying to change it. Because as you've seen, that doesn't work. So this framework is really a brilliant tool to use to gain more awareness in our life Just start becoming aware of how you feel when things happen in your life. When are you happy? See where you are. And then when you are angry or frustrated, also notice where you are. And then decide on purpose to see the situation for what it is. What if I thought something different about where I am? What could be possible for me? And that is where we start. Come back next week for part 
three in this series and learn to become the emotional master of your life. So have a good week, everybody, and we will be back next week. Bye-bye. And that's a wrap for another empowering episode of Fulfilled and Fabulous Over 40. We hope you've enjoyed our candid conversations about navigating life over 40 and discovering what's next. It's never too late to chase your dreams and create the life you love. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and share it with other ladies who are on this incredible journey with you. So until next time, keep asking what's next and let's continue to thrive together.